Well, Brian, this week we've got a very interesting letter from a Billy Trotsky. He's age 13 and he is from Mozambique. And he's written us a letter on what appears to be a dead dog. Mm. And he says, Dear Brian's, my village and I listen to your show, mm. The Siamese Herring Experiment, every week. Yes. We do not have electricity or running water, but we do have a lot of dirt. Yes. We were wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the time you were imprisoned in Alaska. How does he listen to uh, the Brian's if he has got internet, Brian? Tin can and string, I think, Brian. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. We still do that sideline. Yeah. Uh, he's not finished there, though, Brian. Yes. Also, do you have any hints for building a shortwave radio? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us something about your tunnelling career? as we might be able to put some of the dirt we have here to good use. Mm. Also, can you tell us how you were elevated to motor racing hero status? Yes. Uh, Brian, it sounds like they're starved of entertainment there over in uh, Billy's world. It does. Uh, There's certainly a lot there to unpack for uh, little Billy. Mm. Yes. We've certainly got up to a lot of shenanigans in our uh, 80, uh, 89 plus years on this planet, Brian. Uh, and, uh, well, where the hell do you begin? Mm, mm. Well, that's right, Brian. When you're raping and pillaging and taking out the fossil fuels out of the ground, yeah. like we have in the past, mm. you've got to leave something. You've got to leave like a legacy. Yeah. And our legacy is tin cans. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day when beer used to come in steel cans, mm. we used to love littering the landscape with them any country we went into. It was like our fingerprints were over everything yeah. or our semen. I don't know. We left a lot of stuff over there that wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And they use them now as relics. Yeah. They say the Brines were here. They came, they saw, they destroyed. Now, that to us is like a badge of honour or a medal mm. or a medal. I don't mm. know. It's, it's something you can pin on your date. Yeah. Anyway, getting on to things, Brian, I like the fact that um, little Botswana boy, uh, is he Botswana or Mozambique? Who cares, Brian? Mozambique. Oh, close to pace, just up the road. Um, look, our motor racing careers uh, began... Uh, with Formula One. Uh, yeah, mate, some people probably will know what Formula One is. It's uh, yeah. basically a big racing event thing mm-hmm. that's run by uh, people with a lot of money and uh, a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Uh, back in our day, we used to race with uh, the likes of Jack Brabham oh. uh, and Sterling Moss. Yep. Uh, we had a bit of a run-in with Fangio in the 50s. Uh, We used to steal petrol out of his car. Didn't like that. Those Italians are a bit mental when it comes to that sort of shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, But the, the, you know, as time went on, we've been um, associated more and more with the Australian Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Australian Grand Prix, as everybody knows, is run in Australia, uh, which is a bit odd. Well, the Australian Grand Prix used to be run in New Zealand because we had no roads over here for a long time and we used to uh, race kangaroos. Yeah, yeah. Really big kangaroos. That's right. Kangaroo racing was phased out of Australian motorsports in the late 1860s, I think. Yeah. When people discovered they preferred to shoot kangaroos than race them. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, of course, in the early 1900s, mm. Jimmy Jane, uh, that uh, that fascinating Australian hero, invented the wheel here in uh, Ballarat. That's right. Uh, and his descendant, Bob Jane, yeah. uh, became a tyre king mm. uh, and also a motor racing uh, legend. Oh, yeah. 
and we had a lot to do with Bob Jane and uh, the evolution we had. of motor racing uh, in this uh, country. We had Brian. Well, you know, we were one. Of, we were the principal architects of getting the uh, mm-hmm. Australian Grand Prix back to Australia in the uh, mid '80s. Uh, because uh, we wanted to get that ozone layer depleted, yeah. and the best way to do it is to have racing cars running around on the streets. Yeah. So the Adelaide Grand Prix, uh, we we talked to the uh, powers that be, mm-hmm. uh, and we said, look, uh, you got to have it here in Adelaide because yeah. uh, nobody will come here anyway, uh, and uh, we don't really care about uh, the environment. And they said, yeah, that's that's our policy. Brilliant. So uh, we've got that up and running and uh, Alan Jones, who was a world champion not long before the first race uh, in uh, Adelaide, uh, he was one of our mentors. Uh, Well, we mentored him, but, you know, we like to give it, (laughs) we like to be pragmatic about it. Yes. Uh, But we taught him everything about motor racing and riding and driving. And um, he he became a great friend of the Bryans. He's been on the show many times now. But he's uh, old. Oh, well, he's really old. We don't want to talk about him. We really like to talk old. about like the likes of Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, we like to talk about that other idiot, uh, mm. Lewis Hamilton. Yep. He uh, he doesn't want anything to do with us because um, uh, we're white. Yep. Uh, there's no racism involved. It's just that we're white and we live on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Uh, he only comes down here. He does a few fancy dinners. <laughs> he drives around the track a bit, and then he goes home in his helicopter. See ya. Um, but Brian, yes, the uh, the Australian Grand Prix, uh, you know, now it's at mm. uh, Albert Park in Melbourne, yeah. uh, or Mexico as we call it, because we live in uh, the greatest state in Australia. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the Mexicans are great at their sport, Brian. Mm. Uh, Melbourne people will yeah. will they go out of their homes every day, and uh, they'll start a new sporter yeah. because they love to watch anything that's. Uh, competitive or there's blood involved and they're weird or there's a fight weird. um yeah. or you know something to do with like um racism they're very good down there with their um different yeah. races oh, the yeah. place is full of mm-hmm. arabs mm-hmm. and lebanese mm-hmm. uh sudanese mm-hmm. uh albanese mm-hmm. and then all these other knees yeah and the thing is, you need more knees when you're going to have sport, Brian, in your life because you you're always going to rupture an ACL or a PCL or yeah. maybe even pop out that bloody kneecap that yeah. the uh, the, the uh, patella is going to fall out one day. That's correct, Brian. It's uh, it's well known that motorsport keeps you fit and it brings different races together. Yeah. Different ethnicities, ethnicities uh, come together. Racing and driving and going very, very fast. Yeah. And uh, like any great sport, uh, it takes a lot of money, takes a lot of willpower. No. Yes, it does. And it also takes um, big testicles. That's why women are great motor racing fans. Yes. uh, And uh, they can compete on the Mm. world stage just as good as any man can. Yes. Although no one will sponsor them. No. No. Uh, because no. they uh, look terrible wearing dresses in the motor vehicles. Yes. Uh, and so uh, we're going to look forward to hopefully, yes. when there's a lot more money involved, a female motor racing championship. Yeah. And uh, that'll be great for uh, women. Oh, yeah. Girls. Uh, hermaphrodites and LBGI2Q people everywhere. That's right, Brian. 
Yeah, the interesting thing about these people down there, you know, they love that sort of stuff. But I, I, I actually found it absolutely, totally impressive in the 1970s. Yes, that's when Australia invented the decimal currency system. And then all of a sudden, the average person could afford a car or at least a push bike. Uh, there was no motor racing happening in Australia unless you were driving V8s around Bathurst. Uh, there was no Formula One, not the real stuff as we know it. Um, but the these Melbourne people, unbelievable, they started the new sport of hitchhiker hitting. Now, this was a motorsport in its own way. Um, yeah. It was sort of a bit random. Uh, they had a lot of cameras. They had a lot of um, uh, instruction manuals how you could knock over a, a hitchhiker mm-hmm. uh, with your bull bar. Yeah. Now, this uh, caught on hugely. Like, people were going out on the highways and yeah. lining the byways oh, yeah. and looking on, and then, uh, like, a, uh, a semi-trailer would come along, you know, the big 18-wheeler, mm-hmm. weighs about 20, 30 40, 50, 60, 70 tonne. Yeah. Um, and there's a hitchhiker with uh, the leg out showing a bit of uh, flesh yeah. and the, the thumb. Oh, yeah. Now, easy pickings. Uh, this became uh, a national sport for quite a while there. Um, you know, the the heroes of the hitchhiking world were the truck drivers, but yeah. there was the odd, the odd hitchhiker themselves yeah. who became instant uh, celebrities because they could dodge and weep. Yes. Uh, and there was Johnny... The fearsome carpenter. Um, he became a uh, folklore legend in his own right before he was trampled by a bunch of goats uh, trying to avoid them one day. Uh, but he uh, he avoided about fifteen trucks uh, in one day. Uh, it was all documented. It was uh, it was documented. Uh, Mike Willisey, yes, in his famous show, a currently affair. Yes, did a wonderful job of uh, of uh, of detailing his exploits. Uh, we we were there uh, at. One of the locations where he was uh, walking along the side of the Newell Highway coming into uh, Victoria, uh, minding his own business, and all of a sudden, there it was. Bam! It was a tank. It was a Sherman tank, believe it or not, in Australia, trundling along the highway at low speed. That's right, Brian. And you've got to remember, or the people out there have got to remember, that... uh you could get anything you wanted in Australia at one point of time uh, through Sherry's Disposals. Yes. Now, Sherry's Disposals was a convenience store to buy ex-military uh, equipment. Yes. Uh, you could buy raincoats and bazookas and uh, Sherman tanks uh, and quite a number of amphibious landing craft as well as uh, alligator clips. Yes. And military-grade office equipment in including uh, camouflage staplers. Yeah. But living in the regional town of Chrissy Amphlett, uh, maybe Johnny the Carpenter uh, had no idea about his local sherry's disposal. Uh, he was deaf. He didn't hear it coming. Ah. But fortunately for him, mm-hmm. he had uh, he had rigged up uh, rear-view mirrors. Nice. He, he couldn't see out the back of his head like most people, but he could get the mirrors going. And uh, he just glanced over and went, oh, Fuck, what is that? And uh, then he jumped to the left and then he poked to the right and he jumped all over the place and he was all right. Um, That was pure theatre. That was skill. Uh, He's a competitor. We love the competition in him. Uh, But as I said, he was trampled by goats a number of years later. It was was filmed, but it ended up in the dark web, Brian. Uh, Never to be seen again, unfortunately. Yeah, Mike Willisey was uh, the uh, inventor and promoter of the dark web back in the 1970s. Yeah. He loved it. 
Yep. He had to get his hands dirty yep. and had somewhere to put yep. all this filthy, rotten material that uh, he filmed uh, and fornicated with uh, on the airwaves. Yep. Yep. He had to wait until the internet happened, yeah. and then uh, he was off and racing. And I still believe that Mike's yes. going to, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to this very day with his film work, yeah. conspiracy theories, pornography, yep. and his blackmailing, yes. and his legendary status as a toupee collector of some uh, repute, Brian. Yep. And, of course, we can't hold any of that against him. No. I just love a good toupee, and I love pornography. I mean, uh, blackmail. That's right, Brian. But you know, Brian, in due course, Australia invented its own car built in the Ballarat factory of Holdem. Uh, a young man called Johnny Holden built this uh, thing. It originally had three wheels. It didn't really uh, take off. Then he went to five wheels. And eventually, in 1932, struck upon the idea of having four wheels. Uh, now, these wheels eventually were uh, made out of metal instead of the traditional timber that was found in the forests of uh, this great nation of ours. Yeah. And uh, once the wheel was invented and rubber was put on it, uh, Australians took to the roads in masses. Yeah. Uh, eventually, we got bitumen roads, and then, of course, we got animals wandering the highways. Yeah. Now, this was wonderful for sportsmen and uh, animal lovers all over the country. Yeah. You could drive around and run over a few things. Yeah. Uh, in time, uh, people learned not to run over the big stuff uh, like uh, camels and hippopotamuses. Uh, people were still fair game. Uh, but the great thing was the uh, the little things, the stuff like uh, cats and uh, possums and... Frogs. Frogs. Lots of frogs. Lots of frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the green ones. Yeah, the green ones. That's right. You love seeing those green ones just squashed into the bitumen, Brian. They uh, they add a bit of traction to the tyres, and uh, that'll teach them, the fuckers. And, uh, you know, that, that, they, that's the reason why toads are on the march, Brian. We've got the cane toad in Queensland for all our overseas listeners. Cane toad is like a brown uh, marsupial uh, with 15 legs, and uh, it hasn't had its tetanus shot, and that's why it's a problem. It's got a major problem with tetanus. Yeah. It's always... It's always walking on rusty nails. Yeah. And rusty nails are dangerous, Brian. Oh, yeah. You know that for sure. I do, I do. But anyway, these are... Uh... You know that uh, Australians uh, and Queenslanders in particular have always loved running over things. That's right. Uh, particularly on the highways yeah. and byways of this land, running over toads. Uh, yes. I think Anas I Anastasia Palachek yes. is going to be bringing that to the uh, 1932 Olympic Games in Brisbane very yes. shortly. And, uh, you know, everyone loves running over toads, and this will bring uh, motorsport back into the Olympic Games, uh, which we all need. Yes. Yeah. It was. What was? Magnificent. Well, we love that, Brian, and people love running over things on the road. Doesn't matter what it is, uh, animate, inanimate, air, vegetable, mineral, they uh, love it. We love it. We respect it. Absolutely right, Brian. Uh, you know, respect is one thing, but love is another. We we uh, we we, uh, we we uh, we we endorse uh, the fact that uh, motor racing uh, in Australia is uh, one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the world. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a big country oh, with yeah. not many roads. Yeah. Uh, there's one one on the side, mm -hmm. there's one in the middle, and there's one on the other side, and that's it. Yeah. Now, if you can have a track mm. and it's just full of bloody bitumen and asphalt mm -hmm. and rocks, yeah. gravel. Mm. 
you've got an event that will entice the world to come into your country. This is why uh, uh, Formula One motor racing has left its mark in Australia. Mm. Uh, that ozone layer is huge now because of it. That's what we were trying to achieve yeah. you know, years ago. It wasn't from um, you know letting uh, refrigerants into the atmosphere like they made out. It was from racing engines, very high revolutions, mm. 20,000 revs. That's what we want, screaming their fucking tits off down the straight yeah. at full revs. That's what we want to hear, Brian. Mm-hmm. We don't want to use any earplugs or headphones. No we just want smashing of our eardrums. Yeah. And we want to bleed from the ears like we oh. used to do when we were children. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, and like we've talked before about asbestos. Mm. Now, asbestos and um, trauma to your ears yeah. is probably one of the things you live your life for. For sure. You know, you've got to go have some sort of like danger in your life. Yeah. Not just, uh, you know, a sort of danger of crossing the road or being a hitchhiker. That's for fucking fairies or gay people. Oh, sorry, not for gay people, for the LB, LBGQTI community to bloody do. But for us, yeah. old blokes, yeah. old troopers that we are, the things that we've done, we want to have pain. Yeah. Pain's good for you, Brian. It is. Isn't it? Oh, it's very good for you, Brian. And the pain of living these days through all this rubbish yeah. that's going on uh, it, it, it is massive. Uh, it builds character, so they say, but so is stepping on rusty nails. Yes. Running over toads, uh, being hit uh, by uh, hitchhikers, um, drinking medicine out of the cupboard. No, floor polish out of the yeah. cupboard. Uh, all this sort of stuff. It builds character. And these days, it's a different world, Brian. We love our old world. And, uh, and uh, we're clinging. No, you're on track, I believe. Absolutely clinging to uh, to the old yeah. ways. Yeah, I'm sure it did, Brian. Uh, and uh, game Mozambique. I hope it does well in Eurovision. Yeah, good for you, Kenny, uh, Brian, uh, Bill, or whatever your name was over there. And don't send any more stupid emails, please. 1932, Brian. You're a time traveller, aren't you, Timmy? Yes, yes. Well, that's the way things are. Good for Timmy. That's the way things go in Queensland, Brian. Uh, go the Brisbane Olympic Games in 1932. We'll be able to time travel by then. Yes, I believe so, Brian. Anyway, Brian, that's been great talking to you again. I really enjoyed the uh, the romp. Yeah. Uh, I love the nudity again, oh, yeah. and I love the blood flow. Uh, I'm in, I'm actually really enjoying the uh, the new colostomy bag that I've got on now. Mm. You, as you can see, yeah, it's uh, it's like an old car tire. Yeah. But geez, it can hold a lot of shit, Brian. It can, and the, the traction that it uh, it uh, provides uh, in the wheelchair. Uh, is absolutely superb, Brian. I've seen you go around corners and not lose, yeah. not lose a scrap of uh, of poo. Excellent, Brian. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Erden died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll fix that. Yeah, Erden, Erden, the YouTube, Brian. Yeah. All right, Brian. How much more do you want to do? A little bit more? No, I don't want to do any more, Brian. I've had enough. No, this sucks. Are you stopping? I yeah, I want to retire. I think, Brian. Oh yeah, sorry. I know what you mean now. Yeah. It's terrible. What's my mind? I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, it's too much for the old brain. Well, that's... Uh, okay. One, two, two, three, four, eight, seven. Go. Stop. Stop. Go. That's it. Okay. Barry, you're going to have to fix this up. Mm. Yeah, we've wrecked it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. See you, Brian. Dun, dun. Yes. The Siamese herring experiment would like to apologise for a number of omissions, inconsistencies and incorrect information in this episode. There are no hippopotamuses in Australia. The correct term is hippopotami or octopi.
or platypi. Good night. <laughs>